a very strange episode of the film room hey yeah this yeah we hit the randomizer on this one we just we hit the random number generator we, we did we're, yeah. we're gonna be kind of covering a little bit of everything in this episode frankly yeah um i will say i do want to talk a little bit about channel awesome i do want to uh-huh. talk about a little bit about channel awesome we can't ignore that we have to ignore we have to touch on channel awesome yes we're going to touch on a lot of things. This is, again, this is kind of a random grab bag episode of the film room. Yeah. And I kind of dig that. I kind of dig that we're going to sit here and do kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, I want to start with just a short little thing. Uh, what I've been working on, um, what I worked on last night anyway. Uh, basically. Do tell. Yeah. I, I'm cleaning house. It's overdue. Uh, I'm cleaning my apartment. In theory, my apartment is very small and easy to clean, but it's a process. Um, so one of the things I decided to do during that was to just sort of, like, I have a shelf in my living room that has, that holds DVDs, select books, and uh, is littered with, like, the extra space is littered with geek accoutrement. And... Uh-huh. Uh, I have one in my room that kind of holds extra stuff, like the miscellaneous movies and books. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I decided to kind of integrate those and bring them all into the living room, just to kind of fill that wall. And then uh, I dismantled um, everything so I could just put it back in the order I want. And I have a crazy order. I put, I separated the animation from the live action. I separate out anime. I separate out uh, TV for movies, etc., etc., etc. I I have a category for musicals. I have a category for Edgar Wright. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, part of the fun. Um, so I quickly discovered as soon as I like dried the other um, the other shelf in and put them side by side and start filling them that. In the past two years, I required more movies than my shelves will fit. Ha! Huh. So, I decided to make a quick trip to Ikea. When I say quick trip, I mean, like, out of my, way out of my way. Uh, I held a 50-pound bookshelf, well, unassembled, uh, all the way back to my apartment, up the stairs. I assembled it last night while watching War Games, uh, and which I hadn't seen. And... I uh, put it together and just started putting books and movies back in, and everything fits with with shelf space to spare, and I couldn't be happier. That's great, man. Yeah. That also required, like, uh, moving around some posters and stuff. Yeah, so I'm, I'm freshening up my life here. <laughs> yeah. I'm 
I, I, I hear you. Um, for those that don't know, I have actually moved. Let's make a list of all the times that I've yeah. moved over the course of this podcast. Okay, every we time, actually every time I come visit him, he's in a different place. Yeah, you've literally <laughs> never come to the same place twice. No. <laughs> um. Sometimes you, yeah. Sometimes it's even been different cities. Um. That's true. Well, let's make a list. Let's make a list. We did the first groundwork. Uh, hey, hey, little lady, little lady. Uh oh. Hey, nice lady. Laven. Um, <laughs> let's make a list. Let's make a list. Um, okay. Step one. Mm-hmm. Lola. Yeah. Step one. Uh, we did the first groundwork for this in the first in the apartment in in uh, North Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that was apartment one in Little mm-hmm. Rock. We did we recorded the first couple of episodes. We recorded the first year of the cast. Uh, in Little Rock, in Uh-oh. in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, at the uh, uh, at the 127 Indian Trail House. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn to face Lola. That's the beauty of the microphone; is that I can do that. All right. We did. We recorded the first couple episodes, first year of episodes at the house on Indian Trail. Mm-hmm. Second year, we recorded uh, the episodes at the uh, house on Durwood. Mm-hmm. Third year. Let's see, third and fourth and fifth years we recorded at the house on Branch, and that's the you've been to the Indian Trail House, mm-hmm. the apartment in Little Rock, and the uh, Branch House. You never did come to the Durwood House. Be glad you didn't. Yeah. So there's a whole other, there's a whole other house that. Oh yeah, was that the one with the dogs? Yeah. No, no, no. Indian Trail was the dogs, and uh, oh, you, yeah, met, yeah. you were that one very briefly. I just, was, and I got to spend the night there, and then I think I remember no, you, reporting to you, no, you the next morning. The yeah. Yeah. We stayed at the hotel no, the first was... night. Uh, you guys were kind of... Uh, That's right, you did. That's right, you did. Because that was for the wedding, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second night, uh, I stayed with uh, uh, part of the wedding party. Uh, yep. Uh, I think the only people there at the end of the night were me and Mika. Yeah, uh, Mika's yeah, I know y'all interact. I see y'all interact all the time on Facebook, actually. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We got to talk. We didn't get to talk much that night, but we talked briefly the next morning, and it was great. So again, I have moved over and over and over again, and the reason is, I mean, it's just a lot of reasons. There's 50 mm-hmm. different reasons. So yeah, the point is, I don't know what stability is. <laughs> Yeah. The point is, I don't know what stability is, except for the fact that in all of those times that you've come to Little Rock, mm-hmm. the one constant has been my relationship with Amanda. Actually, that's very true. That's very true. Amanda's been in my life every time. So yeah, that is first, cool. The fir- yeah, the first time I, um, uh, the first time I saw you like was before that, um, but, but in the yeah when I was in my relationship, but. Yeah, this when I came down and yeah, on my way to Mississippi and you know visited you and stayed with you, uh, you were about you're a few months in, just a couple months really, very yeah. early, and then the second time was the mm. the wedding itself. Yeah, and then the well, last time was there was the Avengers too. Oh but, yeah, the Avengers. Yeah, but that yeah. but that that's a sub trip. Yeah, that's true. That wasn't down to low. that was meeting halfway. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then the 
And then, of course, the uh, most recent trip that you took down was for the background noise, as we call her. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I didn't see, yeah. It... Wait one second. Wait one second. I'm going to get something. Okay. Bless being able to food a baby. <laughs> yeah, I just got a couple of pouches for Lola, so she'll be good. And then, of course, there was Lola. So, again, this is a random episode. Y'all just have to bear with us. So, yeah, so we've been moving, and I'm also... Believe it or not, I'm only on my second computer of recording. Yeah. Because <laughs> let's not count the phone. So, so there's that. There's that. We 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 we've had transitions. Um, um. Let's give people a little bit of content here. Uh, since we've got a little house cleaning out of the way and mm-hmm. told some stories. Um, just for fun, we have both gone to the movies recently. So mm-hmm. let's each give a a Ooh. quick review of the films that we've seen because okay, yeah. you've seen something and I've seen something and we, neither one of us has seen it has seen what the other has seen. So let's discuss that. Um, yeah. Where should we start? I haven't seen ready player one. Yeah. So it's, you tell me, okay, it's wonderful. Um, basically like I want to see it again, again, at least once in 3d. I might be doing that this week. I'm still kind of, Cleaning how I have a I have a deadline on house cleaning. Uh, because, Understood. Yeah, because I'm getting it ready for guests. Basically, is the main line. Um, but you know it's it's all overdue. But anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, Ready Player One, um, is amazing. Basically, what the what he did, what Spielberg did, like it it feels like classic Spielberg. Um, he took. Along, you know, with the help of the writer of the book, uh, he he just mined out the basic plot elements, like things that need to happen, A to B to C to D, whatever. Rearranged them slightly, and then uh, filled it in with um, all the extraneous stuff, like the pop culture. Um, you know, there, there's some stuff that crosses over from the book to the movie, but really in all honesty there's not that much like the delorean he still has the delorean with the detail of like the you know having the little light from kit uh, from knight rider uh and there's still um uh they could they obviously couldn't do like the movie thing that we discussed when samantha was on Uh, Mm -hmm. but they do go into a movie and it is kind of amazing I have heard what they did with that, and that does sound really awesome. I, yeah, uh, I won't spoil it, but it's one of those things where it looks exactly like like I don't know if they used like if they just integrated the film footage from it, but uh, it looks like they're actually on a set and like there's film grain that matches and everything is there, and it's amazing, and I don't know how he did it. It's uh, Spielberg, man. It's I mean, Spielberg. it's just one of those things. It's Spielberg. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the only answer that can work is mm-hmm. it's it's Spielberg. Spielberg yeah. <laughs> Spielberg knows how to go in and commit artistry, and that's what he was going to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I hate that I haven't gotten to see it. I, I want to stress how little happy I am that I didn't <laughs> get to see it originally. I... I I had a very limited window, and I will get into what I did see instead. Here, we're gonna be we're gonna have a part. We're gonna have a guest, surprise guest. Okay. But I, I hate that I didn't get to see it. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm glad to hear that he did something cool with it. I 
Yeah, he did. Like, uh, he, I don't. Uh, he he did some things with the ending too, um, like sort of implying a little bit more with a plot ele- with not a plot element, but just an element that's in the end. Uh, and mm-hmm. he did he did well. Like he he actually included a surprising lot that's in uh, the book, like from you know just just what's in the plot like it's uh, it it's a near perfect adaptation like it's cool like, it's nothing like the book but it's a perfect adaptation i think that's i think that's a good idea i think that's a good way to do it uh, yeah. i really do um yeah i i'm glad to hear that it's good i'm glad to hear that it's good um yeah and for uh listeners wondering how samantha liked it um at first she didn't well she she was sick the first time she saw it and had to leave but what she liked she didn't see or what she is what she saw she didn't really like all that well but i think it was just the wrong moment for her Mm. um but she has now gone to see it like four or five times and uh her her review increased increased from four to five stars and uh, it's her favorite movie of the year so yeah i'm really happy for her because i know this is one that mattered to her um Mm -hmm. i'm really glad to hear that it's good i'm i'm glad to hear that it 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 hit the niche for her i'm sorry i hope i'm coming through clearly the microphone is being manipulated okay like yeah you're fine i can hear it but you're i can hear you too um Here's the thing. I, 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 I'm glad to hear that it's good. I really am. I think that – I think we needed something like this. I think we needed – I'm glad to hear that Spielberg pulled it off. I really am. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm just glad. I'm, I'm glad because this is good material, and I'm glad it got the treatment it deserved. I really am. Yeah. And also, still Simon Pegg. Uh, mm. I didn't realize it was him until like a full – two minutes into seeing him on screen because nice yeah because he has an american accent and it's flawless nice yeah and it's like nice. I, well, I mean he's <laughs> i didn't realize until like i've only seen him with an american accent one other time and that was band of brothers awesome awesome yeah. and I, I i'm glad to hear that's i'm glad to hear that's good i i really am i he's, he's wonderful in it <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Like, <laughs> does anybody think Simon Pegg is not going to be good? Does anybody think he's going to yeah. falter I mean, here? Of course. Yeah, even in even like even when he's been in mediocre movies, he's always like uh, brought something to it. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I really am. I mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear. Can't wait for you to see it. I really can't either. Um, shall I talk about what I saw instead? Because I had a very thin window, and I saw this just yesterday, so I've got a lot of current thoughts on it. That's right. I need to see this also. Let's talk about A Quiet Place, because I saw it, and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to give any spoilers so much as I don't know that you can give spoilers for this movie. Hmm. This is such a simple film. Mm -hmm. This is such a blindingly simple movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've seen the trailer, so you know exactly what you're getting. 
I haven't uh, actually seen a trailer for it. I'm. It's one okay. that I'm going to go in cold, like, uh, so, sort of cold-ish. I know. <clears throat> I know kind of the basic plot. I know what it involves. Uh, the but, long and yeah, the long and short of it is, it's a movie where um, aliens have invaded, mm-hmm. and it's only implied that they're aliens. Could mm. be. There, it's probably aliens, like it's 99% aliens, mm-hmm. but it could be demons. We're not really clear. Mm. Let's go with otherworldly creatures have invaded and pretty much decimated the human population. Mm. Near as we can tell, there isn't anybody left alive mm. um, except for our main characters. Mm. Um, they are nameless. The film is almost entirely silent. Mm. There is a couple of scenes of spoken dialogue. And they have to go to some real lengths to explain why it is. It's not that it's stretching it. Um, Mm -hmm. But the basic premise is it's a family. They're in the woods. Mm -hmm. Society has been collapsed. These creatures, and I'm going to tell you right now, the creature design on this movie, Mm. it's going to become iconic. These creatures are – it's like if the Demogorgon, the alien, and the Cloverfield monster combined. Uh Oh, that's horrific. Oh, uh, yeah. These are horrifying oh. monsters. That's what's weird is in the trailers, they're only hinting that the monsters exist. Mm-hmm. You, all you know is that there's something out there. You don't know what. I'm telling you, when you see it, you're not disappointed. Hmm. But in this world, the mother is pregnant. And mm-hmm. so the whole film is what's going to happen next. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah. And it's the simplest of premises. Hmm. This is a very good classic style horror movie. Mm-hmm. Again, it's an experiment. It really does feel like it's an experiment. How much can we get away with in terms of of just this really simple down the line premise? How much can we get away with? Yeah. How do you execute it? What happens? It's just this very simple down the line premise that doesn't. It doesn't blow your mind. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's just mm-hmm. simple. And I love that. Um, what's interesting about it is it comes from a filmmaker who up until now has not done this kind of film. Um, mm-hmm. Co-writer, director, John Krasinski has done two films beforehand. One was a David Foster Wallace adaptation. That's kind of this weird indie drama about bad relationships and then he did an indie drama about families. Mm-hmm. And then he did a uh, and then he co-wrote a Gus Van Sant uh, movie with uh, Matt Damon that I'm going to tell you right now I've looked up the plot twist to this movie. Mm-hmm. It is so laughably hilarious in terms of awfulness mm-hmm. that I am I am shocked that this played mainstream theaters. I am shocked that nobody stepped in and said, "No, you're not mm-hmm. doing this." The long and short of it is, Krasinski might not have made some very good films before this. Hmm. But of course, the big thing that everybody is going to be asking me about is, what about The Office? (laughs) I have a passing familiarity with The Office. I watch it three times a year. (laughs) Just passing, yeah. Look, The Office is my favorite half-hour show of all time, okay? (laughs) It is really, really cool to me that that for his mainstream debut... He went and made this movie. This movie is scary as hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's really scary. There are moments that you're just like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm. And because anything that sets off sound is going to send these creatures coming. Oh. The, the first 10 minutes of this movie are a short story in and of themselves. Huh. It is worthy of King. It is worthy of Romero. It is worthy of the greatest horror because you know something bad has to happen. Mm-hmm. And something bad happens, and the whole movie is just, ugh, it gets you. Oof. This is, oh, I just realized I have a video camera. That's new. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's, there's something new. There's something. Yeah, there's we, something we, that could possibly be used in the future. There's something that could be. Um, mm-hmm. So it, anyway, um, as I said, I'm on a new computer, so you have to bear with me on that. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. This movie, it's the sim- it's such a simple premise. But it's executed so well. Krasinski isn't actually a horror fan, is what I find it so so interesting. What drew him to it was he wanted to do a film about a family and about fears. He is a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krasinski is married. Um, he uh, he's uh, he, and he has two daughters. And so he ma- so really this movie is about parental fears, and that's something that I can relate to very strongly as the father of a daughter. Mm-hmm. And of course. I mentioned that he's married. Um, let's talk about that wife, shall we? Because she's yeah. very relevant to this movie. Oh. Uh, when he, yes, she is. <laughs> because when he finished his draft, because uh, he came on board to rewrite it and then direct it, when he finished his draft, he showed it to his wife, uh, Emily Blunt. <laughs> she read the draft and immediately said, I want to do this. <clears throat> nice. And, and because if you have any intelligence whatsoever as a filmmaker – you don't turn her down when she uh, comes to you with the, and says she wants to do your movie. You just hire her, yeah. which he did. And so they, they do get to work together in this movie. This is the first time they've worked together. I'm glad. I'm glad because this is a hell of yeah. a movie to work together on. That's amazing. I, I, again, this is a simple film. It's a small film. I don't want to oversell it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a short story, basically. It's only 95 minutes. Hmm. But I don't know. I could see this one being like Cloverfield, and ten years later, I'm still talking about it. Yeah, it's that good. It's that good. This is a real good movie. Yeah. Speaking of Cloverfield, uh, did you ever watch the Cloverfield Paradox? Eh. After hearing multiple things about it, I just I might see it eventually when I'm like a um a bored afternoon. But I'm I just kind of didn't bother. <laughs> I liked it more than a lot of people, but here's the reason that I bring it up. Mm -hmm. It's very clear to me. Paramount had to choose between a quiet place and Cloverfield paradox Hmm. in terms of which movie they released theatrically and which movie they just let go. Right. Paramount y'all chose wisely. (laughs) I liked, I liked paradox a lot more than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mostly because I really liked the acting in it. It's really superbly acted. Yeah. Paramount, y'all chose the right film. Y'all really did. So Especially I, cause this is a this is a theater movie too. This is real theater movie. Yeah, I need to see it uh, probably this week. I need to see it. It's it's worth it. It's just a good little shot of a movie. Um, yeah. It's good enough that this may not be the last time we discuss this on the cast. I I really I really dug yeah. it. So uh, with that out of the w- so I saw another movie. Okay, and I'm. And I guess we're going to be going taking turns because I have another one that I want to talk about. So tell me what Sweet. you saw. 
Okay, I went and finally saw Wrinkle in Time. How uh, was it? Because you haven't even... I didn't even know you'd seen it, so this Really? Is... Oh, I thought yeah. I told you. Oh, wow. Okay. No. Okay. How was it? I liked it. Okay, so here's the deal with Wrinkle in Time as far as, like, my personal history with it. I read it when I was in middle school. Uh, I quite liked it. I thought it was different. I thought it was uh, creepy and weird, and I really liked it. I remember liking it. So, you know, I've kind of always wanted to see... Like, I wasn't actively seeking art or anything, but I kind of wanted to see, like, a film adaptation of it. I knew there were, like, two, something like that. Yeah. Like, one of them was on Netflix, like, within the past Andy's. few years. Yeah, and I I read, I saw, like, oh, it had a one-star review. And, uh... I think, I think uh, Madeline Langle, I think, she, I believe this was her review of the movie. It met know. my expectations. I expected it to be awful, and it was. Oh, yeah, I think I may have either come across that review or something. Like, I wanted, if I was going to see a film adaptation of it, I wanted it to be good. Because this uh, material would be very easy to just become pure cheese. Like, uh, it would be, like, it's a classic, it's a classic, uh, it's a children's, it's a children's book. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a classic battle of good and evil on, like, a huge scale. Um, and <clears throat> I mean, it's a simple enough story, but, uh, mm -hmm. it has like bigger implications. Um, well, Langle was extremely Christian. Yeah, I can tell, I can tell, but it's hyper. Not... Yeah. But she also really wanted to go with the idea that science and religion weren't at odds. Yeah. Which I quite respect because it does deal with that. It does deal with those themes like that. Uh, it doesn't proselytize at all. Like, there's no mention of God anywhere. Like, cool. at least I can remember. You know, which means it's not that heavy-handed uh, as far as, like, religion goes. But it is a, you know, basically, like, the premise is, uh, <clears throat> it's about a family. Uh, Meg is the main character. Uh, she, her father has been gone for four years. Um, mm -hmm. Father's being played by Chris Pine. I think actress playing Meg is new. Um, yes. Yeah, she did really well. Um, and uh, they meet these three celestial beings. Basically, they're they're in human form. Uh, being played by Oprah, Reese Witherspoon, and uh, Mindy Kaling. Uh, and. Like, you know, they're not used to being human, so they kind of have to cope, but they're billions of years old. Cool. And, yeah, they decide to help. Like, they they know where her father is. Or they, yeah, they, they heard the call, basically. And, yeah, her father was basically um, researching how to travel through space at, like, huge distances. Hence the title, A Wrinkle in Time. You fold space in on itself. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, he was doing it. So that's the basic premise. They're going to look for her father, and they're you know, and there's a there's a dark entity that's concealing him, and it's like the dark entity kind of has its tendrils spread out through the universe, and it's hate and it's evil, and you know, so. Uh, but anyway, that's what that's that's the that's the plot of the film. So it's really easy. It would it would have been really easy to like take that and make it cheese. But uh, mm -hmm. the way they did it is 
perfect. Like it's it's sufficiently creepy and the places cool. where it needs to be. Um uh, it is uh like it is very emotional in the places it needs to be. And there's a Hamilton reference. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Which I loved. Because uh, uh, the Mindy Kaling character can only talk, like, that doesn't really have good mastery of the uh, English of, of language in general. So she can only talk in quotes. Huh. Yeah. So That's what, brilliant. Yeah. So the last, I'll just give it away. Like, the last uh, quote she does, like, uh, I was seeing it with my friend, uh, my coworker, Francis, and... Uh, and we're like, that's Hamilton. Well, at first I think oh, I couldn't possibly be like, but like, it's where my mind immediately went. Uh, said yeah. Tomor- tomorrow, there'll be more of us. And then she said, you know, a tribute to said it and said, uh, Miranda, like, Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, that, that, that rules. Yeah. I quite loved it. And I love that the first and only adaptation I've seen of it is good. And I, I just learned that the books have sequels, and uh-huh. I hope they get to make those. Unfortunately, Disney didn't release it in China. That's the baffling part. They didn't? Why? I don't know, because that might have made a difference on if it would get a sequel. Um, oh. Here's the thing. Disney has – there is a belief that black material does not sell in China. Eh. Let me be clear. I thought of a movie that we have not yet discussed on this cast that we are going to discuss – when I'm done discussing the film that I want to discuss next, yeah, that did open in China, mm-hmm. that I'm just gonna say maybe makes me question that. Um, hmm. But do you have any, if you don't have anything more to say, I want to talk about a film that I really that's on Netflix Go right that you can watch right now that I really hated. Oh, so it's an Godzilla Planet. Yeah, oh. this is a. Let's talk about Godzilla Planet of Monsters, shall we? Oh. This is disappointing because when I heard Godzilla anime, I thought, "Hell yeah!" And I, it's it sucks that it's happen. not. Yeah, you're right. I didn't hear anything about it after it was released either. Here's a good rule of thumb: mm-hmm. if people are talking about a movie, mm-hmm. it's a really good sign. Mm-hmm. Again, the movie that we're going to discuss when I'm done, we're really talking about as a culture, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you can guess which one. Uh, black audiences. People are still talking about it. <clears throat> yes. Come on, you know which one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I know, I know. It's a good sign when people are talking about you. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I'm just gonna come right out and say it. The reason that that you know that Black Panther and Get Out left a deep gouge in our culture mm-hmm. is because people are talking about them. Yeah. A year after Get Out came out, people are still talking about it. Black Panther has been out since February. It's still probably the most talked about movie in theaters. Yeah, and it's still in theaters. It's going to be in theaters until in theaters. they release it. It's it'll be in it'll probably be playing in first run theaters right up to the DVD release. Mm-hmm. Release. Guys sound old now saying DVD up until the home <laughs> release. It'll. Hey, so I still it's have, telling. I put videotapes on my show. Like it's only one set of videotapes, but I put yep, videotapes sir. on my show. I have a set of videotapes. Um, so l- let me be clear. Let me be clear. No one's talking about this movie. That should tell you everything. Now, mm-hmm. first of all, I want to say that Netflix's way of releasing movies means that no one talks about anything they release. Yeah. 
Netflix does not make movies people release, people talk about. Um, Again, I thought the Cloverfield Paradox wasn't half bad, um, Mm -hmm. largely due to the acting. But I'll tell you what, it sure disappeared from the conversation after that Super Bowl release. Yeah. I would say within 72 hours, people stopped talking about it. Yeah. If it had been in theaters, it would have at least had a week of discussion. Yeah. But I'm trying to get around that because – so let me just get into why this movie is terrible. First of all, I'm going to say right now, if you haven't seen it, Shin Godzilla is incredible. Yeah, that's what Sh- I heard. Shin, Shin Godzilla is incredible. They, of course, the, what that name means is true Godzilla. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, True Godzilla they, is the perfect way of looking at it. That movie is they they, God- they called it True Godzilla. That's that's wow. what the title translates to essentially. Wow. Shin Godzilla is fantastic. Um <laughs> Godzilla looks better than he's ever looked even in the two- 2014 movie. I think he looks better there even. Yeah. Um there's a great design for the character. Fun little aside uh that's kind of both awesome and and a little weird uh, is that Mecha Godzilla does in fact show up in the end battle of uh, um, Ready Player One. However, oh, that's cool. Yeah. However, I'm not sure it's the original design because he looks his the head looks doesn't look like Godzilla. <laughs> but, I'm. I mean, it's obviously supposed to be like it's not like they even like they even call him Mecha Godzilla, but it's. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. Anyway, I hate to hear that. Here's mm-hmm. what I really hate to, to tell you is how much I really this movie this movie made me angry. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna say right now that one of my issues with this movie isn't necessarily its fault, mm-hmm. but it's still not a good one. This mm-hmm. movie is part one, but this movie is part one of three. Mm-hmm. Um. It's part one of three. And I just realized I was never really completely clear on Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Let me just quickly finish up my thoughts on it. Godzilla looks good in it. The characters are actually pretty decent. It's mostly a mass protagonist, but you do have people in it that you like. Mm-hmm. It's well acted. It's gorgeously shot. Um, it's man in suit. Godzilla goes through three forms, which are really interesting. Larval Godzilla is disgusting, and it's but in a mm-hmm. good way. I wow. really, really, really dug Shin Godzilla, and I highly recommend it to people. Mm. Uh, now is but 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 that but, but there I've, I've I've said some some good things. Mm-hmm. Now is where I have to uh, talk about some bad. Okay, this anime. Here are some. Here are the issues with it. Number one, mm-hmm. it is part one of three, which. Netflix kind of tells you in that they set up that it's S1, E1, but mm-hmm. you don't really know what that means. They were at least open and said this is part one of three with the second part coming out in July. Or I think in May and I, I think in May it comes out. So at least they're honest. However, mm-hmm. let's look at the let's look at how trilogy rules are supposed to work. You are supposed to end in a way that makes me want to come back. Yeah. Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring is by no means a finished movie. No. But you know what? You care. Mm-hmm. You are invested. You want to come back. Yeah. And it Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring also did not build to an ending 
that made you think you were watching a completed story. Yeah. This movie does that. It makes you think that, hey, we're building up to an actual ending. The whole movie is, how do we... The whole premise is, Godzilla has destroyed Earth. Mm -hmm. They've tried everything. They can't do it. Um, So the survivors are out in space. They come back uh, using time-warping technology. It's been 19,000 years. Godzilla is still running things. That's a cool premise, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Here are, here's the issues. The characters are horrible. Mm. And stop telling me that that's a rule for Godzilla movies. That the characters have to be horrible? That's not even true. No. I mentioned that I liked the I liked the people in Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I liked... Uh, I liked the people in the, Amer- in the recent American Godzilla. They may not have been the most distinct, but I at least liked Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, Elizabeth mm. Olsen. They're actors I like. Mm-hmm. I might have liked them more when they became Avengers, but I like them. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston was awesome. I Mm -hmm. do agree with people. I wish he'd been the whole movie. Yeah, same. I wish wish they hadn't killed him off so early. I hate that they did that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I liked him. I mean, mean, it's Brian Cranston. Come on, he's always awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, and and, and going back to the original uh, with Sirizawa, you cared about him. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I was so happy that they named Ken Watanabe's character in the 2014 remake mm-hmm. after him. And I can't wait for the new one because the, because the actors they've got for it are yeah. uh, Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, and Millie Bobby Brown. Those are actors I like. Yeah, and that's going to be versus uh, King Kong, right? No, 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 no. Nope. Godzilla versus Kong is later. Mm-hmm. But here's who he's fighting in the next one. Mm-hmm. I love this. Mm-hmm. Rodan. King Ghidorah. Ooh. And Mothra. Oh, they finally got Mothra. All three. Yes. Godzilla's going to fight all... I cannot... Oh, and it's from the director of Krampus and Trick or Treat. Good, good, yes. Michael Doherty doing it. Oh, I cannot wait for this movie. This one's going to be so good. Good, which, by the Uh, way, I don't know what what the popular opinion on it, but I quite liked Krampus. Uh, the popular opinion is that's awesome and that this is great choice and that this is a great choice. Yeah, I cannot. Oh, and Gordy uh, co-wrote it. Mm-hmm. He co-wrote this movie um, with, and I want to say it's with his uh, with someone he's worked with before. Mm-hmm. This is Doherty. This is going to be his film. This is going to be. He's done, and he's and this is obviously this isn't his first time working in monsters, but you know mm-hmm. they haven't been kaiju. This yeah. is his kaiju movie. Yeah. I love it. I love that a distinct because Doherty has such a weird, distinct comedic voice. You know, Trick or Treat and Krampus are from the same guy. Mm-hmm. He's a weird voice in film. I can't wait to see what he's going to do with Godzilla. I swear to God, I'm doing anything to keep from talking about this movie. <laughs> you know, the rule is when yeah. I like a movie. Like, did you notice how with The Quiet Place I was describing the film intensely? Yeah. I'm not here. Here's the thing. This movie, here's its issues. It's it's just bad. Um, so the whole movie is set up. Godzilla has come. It's a great premise. The characters are flatter than cardboard. There is mm-hmm. no character to any of these people. You don't know who they are. You don't care. The, the main character's literal entire trait is he's a rebel who's trying to who's trying to do the right thing. Who cares? Mm-hmm. 
I'm telling you, you get through this movie, and for the first, you know, for the first 75 minutes of this movie, it's how do we kill Godzilla? They figure out how to kill Godzilla. They kill Godzilla. All well and good. Roll credits. 75-minute Godzilla anime. I probably would have given the film three stars on Letterboxd if that had been where it ended. I would have been like, you know what? This isn't bad. And then it pulls a Prometheus. Oh, no. It decides it's going to sequel bait. So we find out that Godzilla that they killed, that's not the original Godzilla. That or that something else has formed. And then you see an even more giant Godzilla rise up. God damn it. And it wipes out everybody except for the main character who we discover survived in a, in a post-credits scene. Uh, why? Uh-huh. Set up for the, thir- for the second part. That sounds awful. If you want to do a second part, mm-hmm. fine. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Know what you do? You, you end it with the premise that Hey, we've done this. We've got our, you know, we've killed Godzilla. Now we're going to start trying to recolonize the Earth. And you maybe leave a tease that there's something more out there. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Sequel hooks are fine. I love sequel hooks. You think Split ended? Did Split end with a complete ending? No. It ended Mm -hmm. with a sequel hook. It ended with the greatest hook ever. Which, Which, by the way... Uh, one of the categories I uh, organized my Blu-rays and DVDs into is, uh, well, Marvel has its own section, and right next to it is just, like, the, the rest of the, like, miscellaneous superhero movies. And mm-hmm. I, I put Unbreakable in there. It counts. Unbreak- of course it is. Of course Unbreakable counts. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that we're seriously talking about Unbreakable 2. Mm-hmm. I just I can't I can't believe that we're seriously talking about Unbreakable two, not as it's maybe going to happen, mm-hmm. but as there's a release date, mm-hmm. and we have a title and and they're filming and everything. It, oh no, they've already filmed. Oh, they did. Oh yeah. neat. It's just in post production now. Sweet. I I can't believe it. We're within twelve months. I'm going to have seen both Unbreakable two. And Incredibles too. Yes. Have you seen the new trailer? Yes, I have. I I have. Man, that looks great. That's amazing. See, again, I'm trying to get off topic. This is an <laughs> off-topic cast. In fact, yes. that's gonna be the title for off-topic. Off-topic. Yes. <laughs> then there there is one thing that I but I will say that the, that I've again I've trashed how this movie ends. That's not its only problem. As I said, the characters are bad. Here is the big problem that this movie has, is Godzilla looks abysmal. This is the worst Godzilla design I've ever seen. And before anybody says, what about the 1998 movie? I I said what I said. Yeah. It's worse than that. You know what? The 19... Here's the thing. Let's be clear. I don't think the 1998 design is a bad monster design. It's just not Godzilla. I I even think it's a great monster design. I really do. I think it's Mm -hmm. a fantastic design. Yeah. It's not Godzilla. It's not Godzilla. And that's the problem. It's not Godzilla. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's 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 good. It's very distinct. Mm-hmm. But it's not, Godzilla. it's not Godzilla. This is black blob. This is a spiky black blob. Mm. Mm. Godzilla looks atrocious. There's no scale to it. 
Gareth Edwards knows how to shoot for scale. Yeah. Yeah. So I this is on Netflix. I don't recommend it at all. Don't watch it. Yeah. There are other movies on Netflix that you could find. Um, honestly, if you want to watch something genre on Netflix that you haven't seen, mm-hmm. I would recommend the uh, Iron Man Heroes United movies first. Ooh, sweet. Uh, which, those get a really bad rap. I actually really dug those. I really dug those. Yeah. And I do recommend them. They're fun. Uh, Iron Man and Hulk and Iron Man and Captain America. You even get the Captain America as a Hydra agent for story before the comics did it. Oh, damn. I, d- <laughs> I dug those movies. Those are good. Those are really good if you want just a fun comic book story. Yeah, and uh, some other Netflix like, recent releases. Jessica Jones Season 2 is out. It's out. Um, um for God's sake, if you haven't seen it already, number one, what the hell is wrong with you? But mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is on there. Yeah. And you need to watch those before Disney puts it exclusively on their service. Mm-hmm. Rogue One is there. Mm-hmm. Probably in a couple of months, The Last Jedi is there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, don't watch this. I, I mean... Uh, the second season of uh, Series of Unfortunate Events is there, and it's I've seen the first two episodes of that. It's fantastic. <laughs> I like that they're going. I like they're going. I like that they're going to adapt the whole series. Here's yeah. the problem that I have with it. Yeah, I hated those books. Yeah, <laughs> I hated those books. I haven't watched the show because I didn't like the material. I gave the movie a chance. <laughs> yeah. All I can say about the movie is it was the start of one of the most hellish careers I've ever seen an actor have. Mm-hmm. Poor Emily Browning. I feel so bad for her. Mm. I have rarely seen an there. I have seen one other actress struggle as much as she did hmm. to find good material. Now, she did finally land American Gods, and she's very good on that. Right. She plays yeah. a terrible, terrible, terrible character. Yeah. But I like her on it. Like, I like her work, though, yeah. even though she plays a horrible character. Yeah. Um, the, I will say I, this in defense of the uh, Series of Unfortunate Events. Like, I, I, ha- I didn't grow up reading the books. I, like, grew up around the books. I knew people liked them. Uh, but I did go back and uh, I listened to the audiobook for the first one after I saw the series. It's like a... It's, basically, it's like... It's being ever seen by Barry Seinfeld, and he directs, like, the first episode of, like, the first and second seasons. Um, and, and just course, so we're all clear, the movie, the, the, the TV series version mm-hmm. is really what the movie version was supposed to be. Yeah. Seinfeld was supposed to direct that. Yeah, and it's, and the screen, the teleplay is being written by Daniel Handler, so you're getting something mm-hmm. authentic, and... That's what it was supposed to yeah. be, and that... And the studio basically kicked him to the curb, Ugh. kicked Handler to the curb. They rewrote the script. You know mm-hmm. what? I, I feel like going off on a rage rant. You mentioned that you listened to the audiobook. Of course the audiobook's good. Think about who read it. Uh, who did? That would be one Tim Curry. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the audiobook also has, like, sound effects and the whole bit. Like, it's basically, yeah. it's basically kind of a narrated radio drama. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I just want to say how much I hate that movie. That movie really does make me angry. Yeah. No. Again, I, I feel bad for the actors because they were trying. 
Though I don't feel bad for Jim Carrey because, no. dude, you started the year with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, <laughs> and you ended it. You ended it basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't want to say that that ended it for Carrey, but that had to be the nail in. Yeah. You comedy ain't gonna be for you anymore. No. Yeah, he yeah, he's kind of gone a little off the rails uh, in the last decade. I don't. I don't get the impression Carrie is a good person at all, to be blunt. No. I, I get the impression he's a pretty horrible person. Yeah. There, side side note, off topic. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, they are making another Grinch movie, and I don't know how let's to talk, feel let's about talk. it. You know what? Let's jump to that, because we might as well. Yeah. Like, I know, um, I know it's being made, like, as part of a kind of series of films that uh is it blue sky it's uh illumination illumination, illumination. Right, right. so like, blue sky did the one dr seuss adaptation i actually really thought worked what's uh horton here they did yeah i'm yeah. sorry i thought that one worked i thought that one worked really well i own it but i haven't seen it yet i uh i dug it i dug it it's fun i saved it from a friend so i need to watch it um it's fun it's yeah. fun it's nice animation yeah so yeah, the, the recent years we've had the Lorax, we've had that, we've had Lorax wasn't bad, um, wasn't wasn't needed. That, no, wasn't needed. Wasn't needed. Ha ha ha. Hmm. Uh, anyway, go be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> you said don't or go be ashamed of yourself. Go be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I regret nothing. Um. Anyway, so yeah, those exist. So this one. Okay, all I can say about it is it definitely has to be better than the 2000 Jim Carrey Grinch. It, it doesn't. Like, there's... Yeah, but what did... There's not... There's not... Um... Um... That's not a big leap. That's not a big leap to make. No. It's so easy to be better than that movie, but it has to be. That and trailer it, is better than that movie. Yeah, and it also has to have that song because the Grinch is not the Grinch without that song. The the one I honestly that trailer looks pretty good honestly I'm I'm just yeah. gonna say it. I think the trailer looks good yeah. I like the idea that they found a way to expand the story mm-hmm. which is it's going to climax with Christmas mm-hmm. but we're gonna see the Grinch earlier we're not just gonna be welded to the Christmas story yeah. I like that idea yeah um, I also like the casting of the Grinch yeah uh, it's a uh, it's that's uh, Steve Carell right. No, 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 it's uh, Bubblegum uh, Cumberbund, or uh, <laughs> Is Bubba, really? yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be Cumberbatch, and I think he's going to do a good job, I, it looks, look, it looks fun, I don't see anything about it that's going to offend me, No. I don't see anything about it that's going to annoy me, mm-hmm. uh, will it be great, I, I, no, of course not, but I think it'll be fine, I, um, so real quick, uh, let's let's jump gears to a movie that's not fine. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's talk briefly about Black Panther and about the – not so much about the movie, as, but about the legs it had and about yeah. the impact it had. Did anybody think Black Panther was going to become the biggest Marvel movie ever? Uh, <laughs> I would say that they released it in February, but it's – you know, ever since Deadpool came out, it's been kind of proven that that doesn't really matter anymore. 
It doesn't. I, honestly, no. what a phenomenon it became. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it, there's a reason that it became a phenomenon. Yeah, it just passed, like, last in the past week, it just went, like, not adjusting for inflation, because, uh, you know, if you adjust for inflation for, for like, all-time, you know, you know, theatrical box office, A Girl on the Wind is going to win every time, and that's just not fair. Uh, but can I just say for the, can I just say for record, mm-hmm. American culture, you have to live with that. Yeah, you have to live. You with have that, to live with that. That you as your that you got a southern like uh, Civil War fantasy as as your highest grossing movie as of all time, adjusted for inflation. Mm. I don't care how how good it is, and nah. I don't know that I think it's all that good, frankly. Nah. You uh, have to live with that. I still haven't have seen to live it. With that. Like I know to make a valid criticism of it, I have to see it, but really, I am postponing that for as long as I can. Uh, I I, really I've seen a lot of it. I've, I, I've seen it at least once over the years. And yeah. America, but, you have to live with that. You have to live with that, America. Hey, hey it's appropriate, though. It's just like, you know, <laughs> it's just like slavery itself and our, you know, our, our genocide of the, of the Native Americans. We have to live with a lot of shit. And we that's just one of them. So, so anyway, but anyway, but one thing that we can definitely live with is Black Panther becoming the biggest superhero movie of all time. Yes. And the thing is, it's it's because just, it's number three, just below Titanic and Avatar. Uh, like it's it's the it's the highest grossing non James Cameron movie of all time. Uh, no, 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 no. There's no? one higher. There's one higher. There is because uh, it passed Titanic. Oh, it passed one Titanic? higher. It did pass Titanic. Ooh. The one that's higher. The highest grossing movie, not adjusting for inflation of all time, mm-hmm. is of course The Force Awakens. Is it really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yes, so, it is. So Force Awakens, Avatar, and then Black Panther. Yeah. Sweet. You know what? That's an awesome. That's an awesome triple feature there. Because someday we're going to cover. Someday we're going to cover why I still love Avatar. Damn it. Yeah. I want us to cover that at some point because I do still love Avatar. Okay, I love the hell out of Avatar. Yeah. I, I I I I know the criticisms. I don't care. I love Avatar. It's, but anyway, it's probably the best three D experience I've had in the theater. Like he really showed what you could do with it. Like, Hugo was better. I think Hugo was better. Actually, you know, you know, I would agree with that. I'm I'm really glad I got to see that one in three D, and that's only because it was an Oscar contender. Uh, Martin Scorsese a, used that space very well. But that's Scorsese. You know mm-hmm. he's going to use you know he's going to bring it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Black Panther because I do mm-hmm. want to I don't want to talk too much, too long on it because there is one other thing that I, I, there are a couple things I want to get to after this. Um, I do want to talk about the fact that okay, Black Panther was good. Um, it's just a good I'm, I, I think the reason that it hit people was it was new. Mm-hmm. We've Never had an Afrofuturist blockbuster. Mm-hmm. We've we've never really had an Afrofuturist mainstream release. We, it's a new idea that you could have a blockbuster that drew from African culture versus American culture, or at most Asian culture. You've mm-hmm. never we've never had that, and I think that that's what really excited people was you had something new. 
something exciting, something that felt different, mm-hmm. something that had different influences and different ideas. You also had tremendous acting throughout. You had characters that you could really latch on to and really get excited about, which, mm-hmm. let's face it, I love Avatar. No, it did not have that. Yeah. Like, okay, you, you, there, you know, there's the joke going around that you can't name any of the characters from Avatar. But I guarantee you, you can name the characters in Black Panther. You can name it. Everybody can name at least five major characters off the top of their head who saw it. Mm-hmm. And they're distinct, bold characters. Lola is obsessed with this light, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> My little girl is so cute. Um, so you have some really distinct, bold characters in there, and I really dig that. I dig that we have that. Um, I, I really did. Uh, I... I'm glad it was. I'm glad it's a hit. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, there is there is one thing that I want to jump gears to though. Let's can we talk briefly about Channel Awesome? Yes, yes we can. Let's let's talk about the fact Channel Awesome is in ashes right now. They have two contributors besides Doug Walker. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of this recording, they are down to Brad Jones and Guru Larry. Let me explain what's going on in both cases. In Ooh, the case of Brad Gu- Jones... Guru, Guru Larry is part of uh, Channel Awesome? He's. Let me explain. He's staying on to troll them. Okay. I, that I he's, always felt like, he's always felt like they didn't give him enough attention, mm-hmm. so he's not leaving them to troll them. Ah. And he's open about that. He's open about the fact he sees the site is going down in flames. Mm-hmm. He's furious with how he's been treated. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't know enough about the guy to make any judgments. Yeah. I um, I watch I watch his videos pretty much on the regular, like his uh, his uh, series. So I mean, I yeah, I get that. <laughs> Brad Jones is staying on because, and I truly believe this. He's staying on out of loyalty to, to Doug Walker. Mm-hmm. I get the impression he genuinely considers Walker a friend. Mm-hmm. I you know they do a lot of cons together. Mm-hmm. I get the impression that for him, this is really about loyalty. Yeah. I don't I don't agree with his decision to stick around, but you know what? We've all done things for friends that we thought weren't ideal. Oh yeah. Um this <laughs> This is a hard one for me because I did start out a fan of Channel Awesome. I really did. Yeah, I did, and, I did too. I think you introduced it to me and there's like Yeah. He, there was like a run in 2013 where I just could not get enough of his videos. But you know what's interesting? 2013 is the moment that it all fell apart. Yeah, that started. 2013. Yeah, because and I think that everybody who is a fan of this site would agree with this. You knew when Too Boldly Flea hit that something was wrong. Yeah. This was when Doug Walker retired as the, he killed off the nostalgia critic. Mm-hmm. He retired the character. Mm-hmm. And he moved on to Demo Reel, which flopped horribly. Yeah. You know, they did the Kickstarter or the Indiegogo for the game show, which the game show, they only released six episodes. And come to find out, they only released those six episodes to legally fulfill the contract. Mm -hmm. Then when he brought the Nostalgia Critic back because Demo Reel flopped, he changed the format. I'm just going to say it. Doug Walker does not want to be doing the Nostalgia Critic. I know he doesn't want to be doing it. I think, you know, we mm-hmm. did, come to find out, we were some of the first people, 
I'm not going to take any credit for this, but mm-hmm. after everything with Lindsay Ellis and Allison Pregler, we did do an audio cast on this where we point out this, when we did our state of criticism cast and we pointed mm-hmm. out something was wrong there. And that was, I have not actually gone to the site in many years. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Um, what I've done instead is I've gone to every Monday. I go to the cinemasnob.com. I go to atop the fourth wall.com. Mm-hmm. Um, on YouTube, I look for rap critics videos. I look for Todd in the shadows. Mm-hmm. I look for, uh, Alison Pregler's videos. I love her movie nights videos. Those are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I look for the create, I look for film brains videos. I look for the creators I care about. That's the thing. Channel awesome is falling apart right now for a lot of reasons. But I think the big reason is they don't, they don't, they weren't needed. Yeah. He, the creators that left them were able to leave them because they realized it wasn't going to make a damn bit of difference in their fandoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that the one thing that has become clear, did you, have you read the change the channel document? I have not. I read all of it. Yeah. The one thing that becomes clear is apparently during the making of to boldly flee. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard, I they have were heard various stories of like coming off of that. Like I, I really wanted Lindsay Ellis's take on it. She doesn't say much. Um, cause she doesn't want she to. Makes, and, and for mm-hmm. God's sake, mm-hmm. I'm going to stress this. Can everybody stop harassing her? Please. She doesn't want to talk about it, and I wouldn't want to talk about it either. No, and she also continues to make excellent videos. Uh, That's I the thing. Might, Lindsay I Ellis, mm-hmm. I didn't list her in those because I do watch her videos. Mm-hmm. Her videos are they're – not, they're not regular is the thing. Yeah. Like you can count on a new Todd in the Shadow. Uh, first of all, Linkara and uh, Brad Jones are every Monday. Yeah. Rain or shine every Monday. They're without fail. Yeah. You'll get a new video and it'll be great. Um, last week, uh, last week, both of them had fantastic videos. Mm-hmm. Um, they are rain or shine without fail. Awesome. Um, Lindsay Ellis is, she's a lot less frequent. I mean, this is her side job. This isn't her life. Yeah. Uh, she, and when she does do a video, it's important. Her video on rent is extremely good. It is. It's very for the love well of God, done. leave her. Leave her alone. For the love yeah. of God, leave her alone. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to talk about it. Yeah. No. Uh, Allison Pregler is another story. She put herself in the middle of this, and she's doing a good job of managing it. Mm-hmm. I know that this is hard on her. I know that this is painful. The story that I cut, by the way, the stories about Ellis that I've heard are. That she felt harassed during the making of it. Mm-hmm. That she was – that they were all pretty miserable. Can I just say, by the way, how horrible the idea of these movies always was? Yeah. I, I saw somebody say that um, it's really funny because they made – like before Tabuli Flea, they made um, – what's the one they made in like the independent country within America? Like the Kickassia, Kickassia, yeah, because uh, because that movie, the plot of that movie is basically what happened with Channel Awesome. <laughs> yeah, like essentially, yeah, like you know, Doug, you know, they all take over this small country, and they, uh, like Doug becomes really full of himself and all of a mutiny, and yeah, and that's exactly what happened. That's mm-hmm. the thing that's run through all of these 
pieces is they've said point blank, we only want to, you know, it, it became only the Doug Walker show. Mm-hmm. If you were a new creator, you weren't getting supported by Doug Walker. When if you were a new creator, mm-hmm. I mean, if you were a new creator, you weren't going to get attention. You weren't going to get hype. When he did his spotlights on creators, mm-hmm. it was ones that people were already watching. Uh, which is kind of against the point. Uh, the, the other thing, the big thing I remember, the thing that really turned me off to it was the, uh, was it Indiegogo or Kickstarter? The Indiegogo. Yeah, yeah. Where, oh, they're going to have all this new content. They were going to put out a game show that had... And they like, only... They only released again. They like, only released six episodes. Six, yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, and that's only a, that was a successful campaign. What happened to the rest of and, it? <laughs> and it's to be stressed. They only released six episodes so that they could avoid uh, a fraud lawsuit. Oh Jesus! That Christ. was considered fulfilling the terms of the bargain. Oh, they didn't want to release it at all. Uh, um, I have not watched it because it was released after I stopped visiting the site. Mm-hmm. I have heard. Game show, the making of it was a nightmare. I've heard mm. that it was. I've also heard that it was completely staged, apparently. Oh, which I don't get. I don't care, but that's still stupid. Like they scripted I also, and everything. Basically, they scripted the outcomes, which that's, I don't care. That's fucking awful. Mm. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, what matters is it became the Doug Walker show, and Doug Walker didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, and there is a legendary point in the books where Arthur Conan Doyle pulled the same thing. Mm-hmm. He killed Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do him anymore, and he had to bring him back. Everybody yeah. knows that the Sherlock Holmes stories after that are the worst. Yeah, that's what I Everybody knows. Everybody knows that the Agatha Christie stories that she stopped – that she wrote – after she stopped wanting to write about Poirot, are the worst Poirot stories. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that everybody knows Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile mm-hmm. and doesn't know the later stories because she stopped wanting to do it. If somebody doesn't want to be doing something, don't – they should <laughs> let, – let's look at a creator who did walk away. Mm-hmm. Bill Watterson. Yeah. Bill Watterson didn't want to be doing Calvin and Hobbes anymore. So he walked away. Yeah, and he and you know stayed what? away. And he stayed away. He's never come back. Well, he has except for a couple of, occasionally. Yeah, a couple of cameos. They're cameos. He's resurfaced, and he did do the uh, and he did do the book, uh, the catalog to the museum exhibit a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, uh, exploring Calvin and Hobbes, where he did annotate some prints of the strip. Which oh, is nice. great. I've got a copy of it. It's, it's fantastic. Nice. But there's no bitterness. He just walked away. And you know what? Calvin and Hobbes is perfect as a result. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, it stands the test of time. And, um, like, they, uh, like, it's it's still popular. It's still popular. Um, it's tw- time. It has never. After. Yeah. And it's, but again, he walked away. Yeah. There was there was a documentary on Cohen uh, Hobbs a while back. I don't think he showed up in that. No, I yeah. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it because I heard that the central thesis of it is the comic strip is dead. 
Oh, and no. I don't like that. No, That's I don't not, like that thesis. Not right um, I have like I reorganized my bookshelves. Like I like there are some books I left out. Like I kind of left out mm-hmm. uh, my like I put uh, I have a small collection of comics. I kind of put those into storage. Yeah, uh, like not not like trades or graphic novels. Those are like just yeah perfectly displayable, but. Yeah. Um, like no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I have to do the same with my single issues. Yeah. The only single issues that I keep out mm-hmm. are I have uh, my four issues of JLA Avengers are out. Nice. Because JLA Avengers is it's in a it's in like a premium format for each issue. Mm-hmm. So they're almost like mini trades in and of themselves, and also it's JLA Avengers. You better believe I want that out on my bookshelf. Yeah. There's, I have a copy of like the Steven Universe comic that uh, I'm probably yeah. going to frame because I like the cover. The cover, but cool. yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, um, there are certain ones I decided to put like put away. I pointedly kept my Calvin Hobbes books out. <laughs> I have the complete collection, like yeah. the the hard covers. You so it's on <laughs> it's a, it's on display, and that's a coffee table set right there. Yeah. I do want to take this, you know, I, again, getting back to Doug Walker, he doesn't want to be doing it. He should have quit. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it's his job, so he has to keep it going. Mm-hmm. What he should have done is quit and then worked to build up a community mm-hmm. with people that were coming in for the Nostalgia Critic Archives and who yeah. were coming in for a top of the wall. I also yeah. think a big thing was YouTube loosened their rules about this time. So mm-hmm. a lot of video critics were able to migrate over to YouTube. Yeah. So you know what? When I watch the new episode of Atop the Fourth Wall, you know what one of my suggested videos always is? Mm-hmm. The new Cinema Snob. So I can just Jeez. click on that. Yeah, and uh, that, if I that's, wa- you know, uh, that's kind of made going to Cham awesome at all uh, obsolete. I don't... I don't take any joy in seeing them fall apart. I hate no. this because there are – I think there are some talented people mm-hmm. that worked there, though, mm-hmm. again, it's all in past tense. Yeah. I think Doug Walker is a I'm, – I'm seeing so many people try to bend over backwards and say, well, he's a nice guy. No, I don't think he is. I think he's yeah. an egomaniac. Yeah. You know, and I noted this on Twitter the, the other day. Doug Walker and Harry Knowles have not the same issue because Harry Knowles is a sexual harasser. Mm-hmm. But they have the same issue, which is they became about – is the sites became about them and not the people working for them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's an accident that Harry Knowles, his best writers all fled the site. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end – because I, I, I will say I think – I also think Doug Walker was a much better producer than Harry Knowles. But I also think Walker, again, after a certain point, he stopped being good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I – but I think they had the same issue, which is it stopped being – the site stopped being about the material and started being about Harry and Doug and about the people. Mm. You know, yes, I do like going to Brad Jones' site to see what his take is. I do like going to Linkara's site to see what their take is. But mm. the thing is they're not personas necessarily. Like even in the Jason X review when uh, – Jones is pretending to hate the the review. You can come away from that review knowing, hey, he really loved this movie and wants you to see it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know a single thing about what Doug Walker actually thinks about movies, except for the fact that near as I can tell, his taste is pretty awful. Like what little taste I can get. Mm-hmm. And again, Harry Knowles, his entire taste was what will you pay me? Knowles was entirely a payola situation. He could be bribed to say nice things about anything as long as you flattered his ego or gave him money. Mm-hmm. I think those two have done a, a tremendous detriment to critical thought and and not coincidentally, both their empires fell. Um, I don't think it's an accident that I mentioned that Knowles, his best writers left. I do want to briefly talk about Drew McWeeny, what he went on to do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's gone on to 80s all over with Scott Weinberg. Hmm. Have you listened to any of it? No. Have I told you the premise of this cast? I don't think so, no. Here's the premise. Every episode of the cast is one month of the 1980s. In order. Hmm. Like the first episode is January 1980. Hmm. I think the most current episode is... I think tonight's episode is going to be March or April of 1983. Wow. Spring of 1983. Like they're up to that. They've gone through every month mm-hmm. at a time. That means that you get their thoughts on the great movies. You know, mm-hmm. they'll cover stuff. You know, obviously they've gone through... Obviously, they've gone through Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. E.T., you know. But then you'll find out about movies that you've never even heard of. Hmm. It is my favorite podcast on the internet right now. I love it. They're cool guys. Nice. It's good. It's really good. It's really good. I think it's a quality cast. Hmm. Lola is currently sitting on my lap again, and I love it. <laughs> I love my baby. I love my baby. I can't help it. <laughs> Though she's not really a baby anymore. She's, she's my girl. I love yeah. my girl. I love my daughter. She'll always be my daughter no matter what. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, I, I do – the thing is the, – the point is it's a great cast. McWeeny is the real deal. Mm-hmm. McWeeny is kind of the Linkara, the uh, Allison Pregler, the – those people of the site, you know, he, he left and he went on to do better things because he's a talented writer. I, that's really what I think the the case is. There are, you know, whenever there's a cult of personality, the only exception I can think of is I think Roger Ebert kind of had that going where people were fascinated by him. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ebert did make his reviews very personal. The difference is Ebert is the greatest critic ever to work. Mm-hmm. It was excusable that to a certain degree his reviews were about him. The man's five years gone now, still deeply missed. Mm-hmm. He was the best ever. So, yeah. again, I don't take any joy in Channel Awesome falling apart. No. But I, I wonder what, and I and I don't even wonder what will be next. I think I think the d- democratization of criticism has begun. Mm-hmm. I think people are starting to realize that they need to find their own, you know, instead of people who are like definitive critics. I also think the biggest thing that Doug Walker did was he turned every review into a joke. Mm-hmm. The nostalgia critic, again, you never knew what he really thought. You never knew what his real opinions were. Yeah. Parody reviews. It all, everything was bad. Everything was, you know, such cynical. Oh, I'll tell you this. Cinema sin. I hate sin. Yeah, I'm just going to say right off the bat, for those that are wondering my thoughts on them, they can go to hell. Yeah, there's a they great, go to hell. 
There's a great video that I'd suggest looking at, but it's Everything Wrong with Simmons, and they go over basically... This, Everything. Yeah, the Simmons video of, uh, uh, of like, one of the Sherlock Holmes films. And, and they've done and they've done a few of those videos. Oh, they've really they? gone in. Yeah, in addition, Good. they'll point out things that are actually wrong with the movies that they overlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but instead... Because that's what good criticism is. Yeah, but instead, Simmons and... Like tries to nitpick on small things that don't matter, and yeah, yeah, in a jokey way, but it's still annoying. Like, no, fuck you, no. <laughs> One of the things that I love is I do think there is a trend right now towards us starting to move towards celebrating the things that we love. <laughs> we talk a lot about how bad the Star Wars uh, discourse has gotten, <laughs> but one of the things that I really love is how much the people that really love the new movies have talked about it, have mm -hmm. analyzed the films, have found things in there that show how much they love them mm -hmm. and, and why they're great. I love it. I love the adoration that The Last Jedi has gotten. I love it all. I, I, I yeah. do. I think we have to move towards what we love. And if we may, can I talk briefly about my column real quick? Go right ahead. I know we're definitely getting to a point. We probably need to be looking at wrapping this up. <laughs> We've, but yeah. I want to talk a little bit about why I'm I doing just, the tie-in. We might as well go another uh, 10 or 15 minutes because we are past 120 or 1 hour 20 minutes now. Then we will. And we can just yeah. kind of cut this up. Yeah. Into, into a couple. Harder. So then let's do that. Let's do that. Because yeah, um, yeah. I – my thought – you know, and you can – and by the way, feel free to decide if there's a topic you want to throw out. Okay. When I'm done with this, I just want to talk briefly about why I'm doing this call. I'm going to plug. I'm going to plug. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. I want to plug my column, uh, The Tie Ins mm -hmm. That Bind, mm -hmm. which you helped me come up with the title for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason that I'm doing this column is because I want to talk about something that I love. I love mm -hmm. tie in books, I have mm -hmm. loved them my whole life, and I want to highlight why they work. I'm really hoping at some point in the next year to get one of the writers on. There yeah. are writers that I would love to talk with. Um, I, must, I must say one thing on yeah. that topic. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, I I, uh, I remember distinctly when I was little, I had the mask tie-in book, and it was pretty good. They did a couple of... The, the novelizations they did for it, both the junior and the adult, are fantastic. Yeah. Um, and... I could see, like, even even then, I could see, like, just the kind of work that went behind it. The other thing is I was given, I forgot what it was, Christmas or birthday, I was given two Wishbone adaptations uh -huh. of literature, and I read the, it was Ivanhoe, which I never got around to reading, and Journey to the Center of the Earth. I loved the Journey to the Center of the Earth one, uh, so much so that I went back and read the real thing in high school and hated it. <laughs> Just Jules Verne has not aged well. No. Lola, come here. Get your shirt off your head. Is Jules that... Verne has not aged well. I, there's there's some racism to him. Oh, it's, oh, I bet. Well, it's 1800s. I bet. Yeah. There's there's just and he's just he's a turgid storyteller. Yeah. He like science fiction in the 1800s does not mean the same thing as like like uh like they're obsessed with the science. That's great. But can we get back to the plot, please? One of the reasons that I think one of the reasons that the adventures of Huckleberry Finn holds up and is still mm -hmm. talked about, mm -hmm. uh, 
rightly because it it is I, I've heard it argued that it's the great American novel and I I wouldn't say it's the best I've ever read but it is it's worthy of that title mm-hmm. is that Huckleberry Finn is such a good book to read it's fun it's funny mm-hmm. I mean Mark Twain was hands down one of the funniest men in American literature yeah um it's it's a great book it's a legitimately great book and by great I mean truly great mm-hmm. um so I love I love the adventures of Huckleberry Finn. I love Mark Twain. I love everything he did. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, some of that stuff doesn't, but getting back to tie-ins, one of the things I'm trying to do with this column is, you know, as I said, my goal is there are some writers that I would love to have come on this cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some writers that I would love to pick the brains of. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do that, but I would love. There's uh, there's a couple in particular that are just coming to mind. Mm-hmm. My goal with this column is not to highlight the bad ones. For example, I just read an Avengers novel yesterday, um, or I finished it yesterday, and it was terrible. It was abysmal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to write about it for the column because I don't want to talk about the bad ones. I want to talk about the good ones. My rule is if you see a book pop up in this column. I'm telling you to go seek it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I'm really having fun with it. The, uh, this will probably be out by the time the, the column will probably be out by the time that does, but I'm going to cover mm-hmm. a Sherlock Holmes novel on there. Oh, sweet. Like one of the things I'm trying to do with it is each time ask a question. Like for example, uh, the one, the column that I just released was on the two Iron Man books that I read mm-hmm. that got me into the character. And it's to say, what value do these books have as an entry point for readers? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sherlock Holmes one. I'm going to ask the question: What is the difference between this and fan fiction? What makes this a time? Basically, just examining the book, asking some questions about it. I have some ideas. So that's something fun that's going to be coming down the way over the next year or over mm-hmm. the next few weeks. Um, for the record, the Sherlock Holmes novel that I'm going to review is better than any of Arthur Conan Doyle's books. Damn. Hmm. A better a better writer wrote it, frankly. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Horowitz, who wrote it, is a much better writer. Hmm. Much better. And he's he's actually dabbled in other tie-in books. He wrote a James Bond novel, for example. Nice. And he's actually written a couple of – he wrote a novel that – I love this book, but the plot twist is given away in the title called Moriarty. <laughs> well, there you go. And that basically – and that gives away the plot twist in the middle of the book because – I. I'm not even going to spoil it for people, but I'm going to say as you're reading the book, you're going to be wondering, what does this have to do with Professor Moriarty? I can't tell. And you figure it out in the last uh, 30 pages, and you're like, oh, well, that was obvious. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of hate it because if it had had a different title, it might have been better. But uh, but that's a, that's a good book. So I, uh, I'm going to get into that. and. I'm having fun with it. I really – I have plans for things to do for this column. It's going to be biweekly, mm-hmm. and I have plans through the end of the year, I would say. Um, I have mm-hmm. abandoned the other columns that I was writing. Retrospecticus is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Comics for Rent will continue to be intermittent as they release the movies. Right. But it's basically closed because I've watched all of them. Yeah. Um, and I, and of course, you know, any of the, cause the thing, and I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. The reason that I stopped doing these columns is I didn't get any reaction to them. Hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're not, if, 
you know, I'm going to be honest with you. We, we as producers do feed on feedback. Yeah. We got some good feedback on some of our recent casts and that matters. So that's, you know, I'm going to continue, you know, as I said, I'm not going to write something just because it would get hits, but I do Mm -hmm. like feedback. So yeah, that's the state of that. And, uh, let, as we go out, let's uh, do your plug. Tell me what you want to plug. Yeah, okay. So, um, my plug is the second show on this network, uh, The Ship of Sail. Uh, Which is very good. I'm really enjoying it. Thank you. Um, yeah, we, we work on it. Uh, our format has changed. I believe it. So, yeah, our, we're, on, we're nearing our 20th episode. Um, our format is like, we... we how we do it is we usually broadcast it live Sunday nights. Uh, we've, we've settled into our time. We're doing one tonight actually. Um, and we used to have like segments and whatnot, but that became too much to keep up. So now we just sort of freeform it with a live audience, uh, and have, nice. yeah. And have slides uh, for stuff that we definitely want to talk about. Uh, but you know, here it's audio only, like on the feed, which you know, um, uh, yeah, it's just as enjoyable audio only. But um, yeah, so we plan having guests on. We're actually uh, going to ask if you wanted to come on soon. I would love to. The issue is going to always be time. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it cr- it cr- we no, we know. Like uh, I told, I told uh, Kitty that. Uh, if we do it with Austin, it's going to ha- it's most likely going to have to be pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna, so that gives us more flexibility. But you know, we we will get you on. <laughs> I will be doing it gladly. Um, Sweet, I, I will be glad to do it. I would love to do it. Let's just let's just count on that being something that will happen at some point at before some too point. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna look at we just had Zephyr on actually uh, last week. Nice, like a couple weeks ago, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that that'd be nice. Um, yeah, yeah I, so, I I would love to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's 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 my plug. Like it's it's not a lot, but it's it's there. Like it's Sundays at nine p.m. and of course YouTube catalogs all our episodes. And it's been a little bit since I've upload. Like I've refreshed our feed for the show because i you know have to translate it from youtube uh but that's going to be happening soon alongside you know obviously new episodes um good yeah 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 so yeah that's that's fun yeah so we have a lot that we're going to be doing i mean that's the thing we do this out of love we all have lives that we're trying to live i mean as you might have noticed i i I'm busy. I'm a father. Yeah. Which is such a wonderful experience. I, I, I cannot say enough, by the way, how much I love being a father. Mm-hmm. I, I really do love it. Lola, she can be a lot. I'm not going to lie. She can be a tremendous lot. Of course. But I love her. Mm-hmm. And I love doing everything as a father. has been fun. I, I feel like there's so much – y'all, there's so much that we want to do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm – you know – we haven't done much with our Patreon in recent years. Mm-hmm. We would love to do more with our Patreon, to be honest. We would love to get that back up and running. Mm-hmm. Nothing would make us happier than if we could actually get that going. 
Uh, we have goals. We would love to do, you know, video is something we would love to do at least yeah. one episode. Which, yeah, a, we a video episode. You have, you have a, you have a uh, camera now, so a webcam. There are things. There are things we would love to do. There are, you know, mm-hmm. I have actually considered starting a Patreon for uh, the tie-in project so yeah. that I can buy some books. Yeah. So that I can buy a few books. Um, and, I, 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 yeah, and the, th- the thing about Patreon that's always been, like, our policy, like, this, is, this isn't our job. This is our hobby. So every dollar spent on that will go directly back into the cast. We don't, like, I cannot stress this enough. We mm-hmm. do not spend a penny other than on making sure that our hosting is up. Exactly. We uh, really would like, we, it's, we it's, want. Yeah, uh, yeah, making sure our hosting uh, for both the website and the feed is up. Uh, costs, the website costs $100 a year. Um, mm-hmm. And we're very glad to have it. Um, we're paid uh, up for the year, right? Oh yeah, we're paid up for the year till until November. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah. So we, again, it's the like, it's like uh, emergency funds for like if we can't find a movie anywhere else. Boom. We've we done can, that. We've done that. Yeah, it is coming um, handy. It is coming very much in handy. That's how we were able to do uh, the episode on the fantastic uh, Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Yeah. Can I just say, by the way, how sad I am that the second movie wasn't very good? Yeah, it's too bad. I really hate that it wasn't better. I I do mm-hmm. because I don't like. I don't think it had to. Like it's it's not even that I think that it's bad necessarily. It's just that it wasn't what it should have been. Yeah. It wasn't what it should have been. That does frustrate me. Yeah, which yeah, which is that you know William Shatner, who for God's sake is from the sixties, uh, was the and, bad guy, and also it was Adam West's last project. I did like that. West, I did like that. West went out on a good note. West mm-hmm. went out on a wonderful note, and I, mm-hmm. I am grateful for the fact that at least West got the closure he deserved. Mm-hmm. I just wish this had been a better movie, man. I just, that's all it comes down to is this is not a good movie and I wish it had been better. Yeah. Um, there, but again, we would love to cover stuff like that. We would really like to do some stuff. I, I don't know. Thank y'all for your support. You know, it occurs to me, we've been doing this now for five years. We, we didn't get to do anything for the five year anniversary. And you know what? I'm kind of glad we didn't, and I'll tell you why I'm glad we didn't. Yeah? Because because let's put the focus on what we want to do now in the future. We've got more to do. Yeah. We love doing this. Thank you all for having us in, to listen to you, To Yeah. Thank you for just – thank you for it never stopping being fun. Yeah. We have ideas, and, and again, I cannot say enough. Thanks to everybody who's been supporting the new column. Mm-hmm. We're really – I'm really grateful for the support that we've gotten just doing this new thing that's something different. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, we have guys. things we're – we have things we're going to do. Uh, we have things we're going to do. Thanks, and uh, we're – I have nothing else to say, um, mm-hmm. but um, if you have something to say – that's it. I, that, I, I just thanks y'all. And 
Next time, next time we're gonna do what we meant to do this time. Yeah. We're next time, la la la. We're gonna. Co- I I cannot wait to go into Captain Underpants. I, I really can't. Um, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I dug this movie, man. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait. We we have so again. We have so much we want to do. We have so much we want to show y'all. We have so much we want to take y'all into. Yeah. Y'all let us do it, and we will uh, We will talk to y'all next time. Yeah. Uh, bye, everybody.